What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Nolan, and this is the J No Knows podcast. I want to give a quick thank you to all of you that reached out via social media, via text message, telling me uh, more people to interview and people to get a hold of and topics to uh, talk about. Um, I had great response um, across all my social medias, and uh, today is um, going to be the first of many interviews to come. Um, so I'm excited uh, where we're going with this thing. So please stay tuned. Please share. And uh, without further ado, here is me talking to Gatlin Johnson. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful, man. I don't know what just happened there, but we're good now. Good. Perfect. Perfect. Well, good morning, man. Morning. How is how are things in Nevada? Good. They're great. I uh, yeah, it's good. Just plugging away, man. You know, just yeah, one step at a time, and 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 just doing my best to to enjoy everything. You know, it's it's uh, I I've talked about it before a little bit, but I I'm re- I've since moving here, it's been a great test. And and uh, just a testament to what kind of slowing down and doing things right and being patient, right? Like, right. Like it it, it would have been really easy for for us to get here and just kind of like thrust into some things and and do some things that maybe were, you know, it would have been easy at the time, but I don't think they probably would have been the best choices. Mm. so and me i'm not the most patient person in the world so you know right away i'm like let's do it like who cares like we'll figure it out as we go and then my wife being you know the smarter one of the the bunch (laughs) you know really narrowed the focus for me and and made it made made everything make sense so we've kind of took our time slowed it down and and we're really starting to see things kind of come together now. So it's pretty cool, man. Awesome. So when, so when, like you say, those things would have been easier, but like not in the long run, were they just not sustainable? Or like, why do you think they would have like not panned out to be as, as good as you're seeing it now? It, it wasn't, it wasn't what we wanted. Like overall, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't what we set out to do when, when we moved here. Right. Like, it w- would have been, you know, other people's things that we were, you know, promoting and, and trying to build rather than sitting back and promoting and building our own brand and and doing things that the way that we wanted to do them, you know. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it always is easier, you know, to like join somebody else's momentum, you know, hop on someone else's train. But you know, that might not necessarily lead to where you want to be. So good on you. Good, good call. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, it, it definitely is good. And there's still, you know, frustrating times and, and times of, of doubt, but I think, you know, that's, we, we talked about it just the other day is, you know, just, you know, as, as you start narrowing your focus, as you start doing the things that you want to do, there's going to be, you know, those struggles and those tough times that, you know, that, ultimately are going to be the the defining properties of 
who you are, what your brand is, what your product is, what your relationships are, like those, all those things combined, you know, are, are going to be the, you know, what, what you leave behind basically. Absolutely. No, so that's what, such a good way to put it. So what, uh, so you're, you're in South Dakota right now, right? For the holidays. I am. Yep. Good old, good old Aberdeen. That's what I'm talking about, man. Like, so, you know, what I'd, I'd like to do just kind of, kind of circle back just a little bit and, and, you know, introduce you a little bit to, to, uh, the audience and, and, you know, kind of touch back on, you know, I was thinking about it this morning, just the beauty of Aberdeen, man. Like it, it's so funny. And I think, you know, you, you grew up there, so you could probably add some perspective or in Groton, right? Or Yeah. So I, I actually grew up in a very small town called Columbia, went to high mm-hmm. school over in Groton and yeah, went to college in Aberdeen. So all within 20 miles of each other. Right. And, and so you, yeah, you definitely can add some more perspective to this, but I was just thinking about today, like, you know, and, you know, for me going there um, after living in San Francisco and living in California, it was such a beautiful change of pace to like, you know, the people of Aberdeen are so amazing. Like you, yeah. you, really, you really meet some of the coolest, like just most down to earth people that, that are genuine and they're, you know, willing to actually help you, you know, like, mm-hmm. like coach Tim used to say all the time, he's like, you want to be the person that pulls over the side of the road and helps somebody with, um, with their tire when it's blown out. And like, that's, it's pretty much like a pretty good summation of the type of people that at least I met in Aberdeen, you know? So it was, I, I love that place truly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would, I would definitely agree. Very, very salt of the earth. And I, and I just think there's, there's something to be said about living in a smaller town, you know, Aberdeen's 26,000, but that's a very, very rural 26,000, right? I mean, it's the sure. third biggest city in the state and, you know, I think a big reason for that is there's there's kind of a collective struggle to live in the upper Midwest. You know, it's, it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a harder place. You know, like there's there's not as much access. Um, it's definitely, you know, I think that I think the uh, temperature is well below zero today. You know, it definitely will be with the wind chill. So I think there's just this, you know, maybe not collective struggle, but definitely the empathy is just so high here. Everybody's emotional intelligence and wanting to help people and just seeing, seeing people as themselves, I think is such a great part of this area. So I'm, I'm glad you hit on that. Cause that's something that's, that's easy to forget when you, when you move away, you know, cause I, I got out of Aberdeen trying to go find something, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like maybe more access or just bigger areas or, you know, more population for business owners and things like that to try to start my business when I did. And so you do, you forget those things that make it beautiful. And, you know, it's like we've discussed, it's maybe not the weather. It's not a tourist destination, for that, but <laughs> yeah. if, if you're needing a, a good reset and, and, you know, faith in humanity restored, you, you can come here and get that. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's, you know, even, even after I've been done coaching, I've encouraged athletes to, you know, at the very least go visit there because it's, it's something, I mean, and you, you can see the kids thriving and, and going there and doing awesome things just year in and year out. Like the graduates of Northern are, are, are doing awesome things. And, and so it's just, 
it's really cool to just you know continually watch that progress and and to have just had just a little part of it myself is is something that i i really hold valuable in in my yeah. life so um so talk talk about so kind of give a little bit of a background maybe on you know what you studied at northern and kind of what you've done um since leaving there Sure. Yeah, I started Northern with a, uh, you know, kind of declared major in marketing and political science. I <laughs> honestly had no clue what either of them really were pointing towards. I, you know, when when I was like a senior in high school, I was reading the list of majors. By the time I got down to the M's and P's, I was just sort of bored. And I was like, yeah, these, these sound interesting. You know, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really... Because all I was supposed to do was go to college and get a job. You know, my dad uh, owns his own construction company. He he saw me maybe want to do that. And then one day he just yelled at me for 45 minutes um, <laughs> with the important of, importance of education, you know, and, and being able to make your own way, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just went for marketing and political science, changed majors a couple times or at least thought about it, you know, um, actually applied for radio broadcasting school in the cities after my freshman year. But then, you know, kind of like you said, realize that you're, you're not going to get just, it's, it's a very like safe area to not know what you're doing. And so I, I stuck around Aberdeen, uh, worked for the Senate one summer, realized that isn't really the, the route of change that I wanted to see in the world. Um, mm-hmm. so just, like stuck with my, you know, finished that degree Got my marketing degree, but around junior year, I started working in the tech center. So fixing faculty, staff, and student computers, you know, viruses, hardware, all that different stuff. And it was a world I'd never seen before because I didn't have home internet until 2010. Yeah, Um, I love that. So it was it was such a rapid change and just to see everything. And so it really opened my mind up to what these things can do and and before that, I knew I wanted to just help people, but I didn't really know how marketing and political science were going to do that. I actually had a couple of, of what I describe as, for lack of a better term, mental breakdowns during college because I was, you know, you just kind of get in that mode of like, these are the things I have to do. I've been studying them for this investment to pay off. I have to go into one of them. And I didn't know how I was going to actually use either of those for anything good, so to speak. Um, I just couldn't see at that time. So, um, yeah, by the grace of God, I got into computers and, you know, just started pulling that thread. And by the time I was a senior, I really didn't have any job prospects. So I just like started looking around and, um, you know, got a, got a part-time position with Northern Valley communications, which is an internet company there in Aberdeen. And, Mm -hmm. Learned, learned enough for when, you know, and then one of my coworkers was like, hey, you know, there's a there's a job opening at the Aberdeen School District for a tech, tech support specialist. And I honestly, Josh, thought that was going to be where like, my story kind of ended because, mm-hmm. you know, I was at home. I was doing tech support for education, which at that time, it was the coolest thing I'd ever done. And I'm, I've been fortunate to say that about almost every venture I've, I've gone on. But what was so unique about the school district was you go into a classroom, it's chaos. I pressed a few buttons and then kids got to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's now that, Yeah, that was the coolest use of my time, talent and skill 
um, that I thought I would ever find. Um, but you know, kind of how life happens. I, I ended up getting into basically a depressive state cause you know, you look around and everybody else is going out and doing stuff. And I, I always had big dreams. I always said I was going to leave and it kind of looked to me like I was locked in. Right. You know, I, I, I kind of hit what everybody wants, you know, the, the state job with good benefits. I had a three day weekend almost every month um, type of thing. And, and for all intents and purposes, I didn't have to work that hard. And, you know, when, I was just tuned into all this other stuff, right? I was, you know, watching Tony Robbins in college. I was listening to all these different things that told me like the, the game is in the growth, so to speak. It's not, you know, sitting around and doing the same thing year after year. And, you know, school years are very cyclical. You know, you have your stressful yeah. periods in August, September, things slow down. You do updates in December when everybody's gone and, I just looked ahead and saw the same thing for at least the next 15 years because nobody above me was going to retire or leave. Um, and so, man, I did a little bit of thinking. I had a friend who also went to Northern, uh, Sean Romalo, who played baseball there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said, hey, at least come on out and visit. He was in uh, Vancouver, Washington at the time. Came out to visit had an absolutely life-changing week out there just saw a lot of things with new eyes for the first time and you know i i kind of had had made my way you know just very headstrong into things trying you know I'd, i'll run up against something and fail and you know a lot of those times it's something that i think i know enough about but in reality i should have done a lot more research <laughs> um, because I, I moved out with everything in my 2004 Dodge Intrepid that I don't know how made it past Montana. Um, yes. But, you know, made it out there. Sean said he had an air mattress and a spare bedroom for me. Um, you know, I started my first marketing venture. Uh, none of those actually panned out how, how I thought they were supposed to. And, you know, I think the greatest thing about going and trying something, maybe without doing as much as much research as you should this is the only like good thing i can find out of it is you not only find out what you want to do but you find out what your motivator is you know and yeah actually in today's age where you know if you follow any sort of online marketing everybody's like oh like this six-figure funnel and this marketing technique and and after three years like you know i had nothing in my bank account i i was still just running up against the wall. And then one day it clicked. It was that money isn't my motivator. You know, it's like providing solutions is the motivator. I just think if you provide enough solutions to big enough problems, the money follows. So. Yes. Yes. So man, like I, yeah, let's, I love that. Like that's the biggest thing. Like one of the biggest things for me is like, dude, I mean, outside of, you know, providing for my family and making sure that my son and wife are taken care of, like money doesn't mean crap to me. And, and, and that it, it hasn't always been like that. You know, obviously we all have, you know, crazy, like, you know, you see people balling and you're like, dude, I want to ball too. Like, you know, like, but at the same time, like when you do your job so well and you figure out like what you're passionate about, that like what I found is that money finds you like it's so it's so like backwards almost to what to what we're taught you know it's like you make this money then you're able to do what you want but 
realistically, man, you need to like what I think is you need to start doing what you want to do, what you're passionate about. And then, you know, then the money will find you or, or you'll find a way to get paid for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember who to attribute it to, but you know, you try to become a person not of success, but of value. Cause if yes. you're a person of value, values in exchange success and success can mean so many different things too. But often, you know, as you, as you alluded to, we're just taught that success automatically equals monetary success. And it's like, no, cause I've seen a ton of people and that old adage added just true. You know, I, I used to think that people only said that because they didn't have money or, you know, they <laughs> yeah. got spurned by it and they were like, well, it's, it's not, but it's truly not, you know, because like if you're, if you're not valuing yourself or valuing what you're about to go do, no amount of money is going to, you know, work as a bandaid for that. No. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You can't, you can't hide it, hide it. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna just wake up and feel fulfilled just cause you have, you know, a, a bunch of money. You're going to feel fulfilled for, you know, helping others and providing value to others and, and chasing the dreams that, that you have set out for you. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So, and, and I, and I, and I would just, you know, want to add on to that too. That's it's fine. If money is your motivator, you know, I know plenty of people who that's what they want to go after and, and they do it successfully and they are happy. I just think it's, it's very important to not make that the sole focus. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So, so now kind of what, so you've moved to Washington now, kind of where are you at right now then? So I am, uh, I live just south of Portland, a little mm-hmm. town called Wilsonville. I live there with my girlfriend and my little Corgi pup. Um, so, you know, things are just going great there. Uh, I work from home, so I love the commute. <laughs> but uh, I work for a really, really great company called Gather Up. Uh, it's in the, you know, marketing and technology so we're a software company and what we help businesses and organizations do is get customer feedback and online reviews so say someone came to your wrestling camp you know you could get the either the parents or the kids you know their email or their cell phone number and mm-hmm. then after the camp's done send them out a message saying hey how did we do what feedback do you have? And then would you like to post that, say, on Google, Facebook, whatever? So um, just, you know, that, that sounds like a very transactional type thing, you know, and, and especially in today, like right now, the field review management is, is pretty young. So a lot of people are just, you know, oh, I need Google reviews, right? And of course, yeah, those are a big part. But what I love is we're facilitating conversations, and to me, they're the most valuable conversations because they're that around commerce, right? It's how did we do, how can this information not only, yeah, give us a good view on Google, but how can we talk to customers and really understand what we're doing well, what needs to be fixed and things like that. So the fact that I get to do it and I get to sit and play on a computer all day is, is gravy, but it's you know, to me, it's amazing every time that, you know, I'm in a customer's profile and I see a good review and I see that, you know, two, three sentences about how this product or this service really helps somebody. It's, it's the coolest thing for me. Like I said earlier, I thought it was, you know, going into a school, 
clicking buttons and helping education and you know now it's now it's helping educate people at large um with what i do so no that's i love it awesome yeah that's that's amazing and it's so funny you know like you you find these things where you know almost where you least expect it like you said man you barely had uh you know internet or any experience in it and then you kind of thrust yourself into it so like when you took that job in the tech center like what what was your like mindset even just going in without you know without knowing what you know now I guess like you're just kind of was it just kind of taking a job did it seem interesting to you or like just what was the the mindset uh yeah that's a good question I guess the mindset was basically great more beer money um, so <laughs> the zoo, right? There we go. You remember me at all from college, Josh? I I like to have fun, yeah. um, and it was great. You know, like it was, it was this job set up through the state legislature, and you had to be from South Dakota, and they started you at like fifteen dollars an hour. It was it was some it was some great money. Um, so that honestly, it was it was weird how that was like the motivator, or at least the mindset for a while, but then. And it's something I've said. I either say one of two things whenever something in tech amazes me. The first one is, like, just in astonishment that you can do that with a computer. You know, I'd always look at coworkers in, in amazement because to me, it, to me, it wasn't just like, oh, fixing a hard drive or making a network connect again. It was like, we're taking bits of plastic and metal and making them talk. Like, <laughs> to me, so, and then the second one is we live in the future. You know, it's just like every time something happened, I was like, dude, we, we live in the future. That's it. It's it's over. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I guess after a couple months of, you know, yeah, like the money not being the motivator, or at least that like getting used to that, um, it was definitely just so amazing. And then I, I think a lot of people in tech will tell you it's their curiosity got them started and kept them in this field because it's it's a frustrating field you know it's like you're kind of creating the answers as you go a lot of the time and things like that but it is it has been just curiosity and how do you use this again to connect people to the things you know like access to resources is kind of my main push now that I want to hopefully you know when it's my time to leave be remembered for is helping people get access so I think that's been my driver for a long time and why I've loved the fusion of marketing, which is the people talking and the tech, which is how the world communicates. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so cool. And yeah, I can, I can relate to, to that so much just with like, you know, overall, like that's what I want to do. I want, you know, I want to use wrestling um, to, to connect kids and connect you know, athletes, however old, it really doesn't matter, to their passion, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, ignorant to think like every kid that I coach is going to be a national champion or an All-American or, you know, even use, even wrestle all their life. But how can I, you know, use wrestling? Because wrestling's just, you know, it's really the, the starting point. And then mm-hmm. from there, you know, you know, these, these relationships, you know, are, I want to use them to help these people, you know, find their passion and, and use wrestling as the either jump starter or the vehicle or ho- however they use it to, to connect with their passion. Cause you know, and for me, like 
I didn't really figure out what the hell I really wanted to do. Obviously, I was coaching and things like that, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do until, you know, probably, you know, midway through my time in Aberdeen. And I was, you know, because I, w- I was coaching, but I didn't know if I, I wanted to coach in college. I didn't know if I wanted to, you know, go teach somewhere. I didn't, you know, I was just kind of going through and figuring it out. And then, you know, I want to bridge that gap for people and try to help people realize it at a younger age, if mm. they, you know, and, and make, you know, just have people understand what, what their values are and what they're passionate about, you know, cause I think there's so, so many things that can happen for you once you figure that out or once you, and not even figure it out, right? Like just have an idea of what right. it means to be passionate about something, what it means to, to, you know, believe in a dream and believe in the, a process to, to accomplishing those things. Like once you kind of have that figured out, I think the doors just open up all over the place. Like, like you're saying, man, you chase, you know, multiple dreams and, you know, not afraid to, to run into the wall, but had you stayed in Aberdeen as a, you know, as, as working at the school, if, if you stayed there, you, you might not have that, right? But you took the right. opportunity, you took the chance. And then from there, you know, I, I don't want to speak for you, but from there, you know, you, you're able to, to make these maybe tough decisions that other people aren't, uh, aren't able to make for themselves because like, you're like, shit, dude, I'm already on the West coast. Like I've already failed once. Like what's another time? Like, I'm not afraid like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's like, um, I want to ask you a question about that, but I want, um, so I want to lay out this quote because it's one of my favorite quotes. Um, it's from Steve Jobs' commencement speech he gave at Stanford uh, shortly before he died. And it's, you know, everybody wants to make sure the dots connect before they do something, but you mm-hmm. can only connect the dots looking back. You know, you can only get to the point you're at in this moment in time and say, wow, if I wouldn't have met that person. I wouldn't have heard about this opportunity and then I wouldn't have gone to that where I met this person and they told me about that. So I think that's the, the thing is like, that's going to happen regardless. You know, it can lead to the same shit that you're doing or it can lead to something much bigger Mm. than you expect. So that's, that's my thing is, you know, everybody wants to have such a plan, you know, and like, you know, and I, and I do, I think it's great to make plans and work the plans, but there's something to be said for, for just going into it, trying to enjoy it, trying to be passionate and help others that that's going to lead you further than I think any plan that you could make. Cause you're not going to know. I think you just have to set your general sights and then let, let the universe or God, you know, like point you and, and bring yeah. those people and, and opportunities into your life. So, uh, but Josh, the question I wanted to ask you was, you said you didn't really know what you wanted to do or like if coaching was the thing. So was there like a moment or a set of moments that led you like to that realization? Yeah, it was. So it, the way that it worked. So I had, I had done uh, wrestling camps while I was in college for like youth and high school wrestling. And, and I, I, I kind of just did it and it was, it was just a thing that I did in the summers to, to make a little extra money to do, to train more. Like that's kind of just what I did. And then I, I went back to, to Legends of Golden and I did a camp 
um, this, this would have been in 2014 or something like that. And I did it. And I just, I was consumed by the, the, just these feelings of passion or whatever it might have been. I was consumed by helping these young athletes and teaching them. Right. Like, so when, when, when I was coaching college, I, I loved coaching college. I love it. I had a blast doing it and, but I, I felt like I couldn't really have as, as a big of an impact on the wrestlers that I wanted to, right. You get four, maybe five years and then you're, you're, they're gone. Uh, you know, in some cases you get a year with them and then they're gone. And I just, I loved the fact that I could teach a youth athlete and coach them for, you know, 10, 15, you know, 20 years and really, you know, ultimately have a major, a major impact on their lives. And so I, I just, and, and, and Legends of Gold was, it was such an amazing opportunity for me because I got to coach kids from five years old all the way up till 25 years old when they're senior level athletes. So it was just when I, when I saw the opportunity to, to have that much more of an impact on people's lives, on the athletes' lives, on the family's lives, I, that was something that I figured out, like, that's, that's what I want to do. I, I, I didn't know quite what it looked like at the time, but I was like, I want, I want to be able to do that, you know, and me and me and my wife, even we looked into, you know, buying, buying uh, a place up in Aberdeen and, and starting something like Ledges of Gold up there. And, and it never really panned out. And then uh, Coach Pat gave me the opportunity to go down there. And that's when kind of the ball started rolling for, for that. That's awesome, man. And I, I just I like what you said, you know, because like you not only get the length of time with those kids, but I, I would reckon your impact is a lot more, uh, you know, the depth is bigger as well, because a lot of college athletes, you know, they don't get that to that level without being coachable, but they kind of have their routines and their mindsets pretty well dialed in. One Absolutely. And yeah. so I think that, like that's what I liked about you know, working um, with kids the little bit that I did get to, you know, I wasn't a teacher, but I did get to interact with students and I just love how moldable their minds are, you know, and I think with, with someone like you, who's doing things for the right reasons, man, I can't wait to see the impact that those kids have on the world. So your ripple effect is going to be huge, man. Man. I, yeah, I, I hope so. And, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, and we used to talk about this a lot last year and like these, you know, as much as I can, you know, help these kids, these kids have helped me. And I, I, I love that. Like, you know, these kids are so, you know, they're so every, they're so unique. Right. And every kid has their own little quirks and their own little, you know, things maybe they're good at or things that the, they view things a little bit differently. And they just, they are able to add something to my life that is, you know, that I, I can't replace it. I really can't just because these kids, they're, they're just, they're all unique and they're all, they're all passionate about something. And it's just a matter of being able to, to bring that out and see it. And, and, you know, like for an adult, you know, I think you just got to be open to, to listening to them. Cause you know, that 
they have stuff to say, they have good stuff to, to add to your life. Just, you know, I think you can learn from anyone. Yeah, you definitely can. You just have to be open. You know, you have to like bring that, bring that student mind to everything. You know, I think it's, you know, that's, I think that's why a lot of adults get into whatever they do and are miserable, you know, yeah. it's like they get in one rote routine and, you know, I don't think as humans, we're supposed to, you know, we definitely thrive on like schedules and doing similar things. But I think if you're aiming at the same thing for too long, then it's, you know, and especially once you achieve it, then you're like, okay, like we need to, we need to keep having new inputs and new ways to see things. And yeah, what better way to be around people who want to be there and to be teaching something you love, but then you know, as we've, as we've discussed, there's so many parallels or analogies you get to draw and see something similar in your life through that lens. And it just helps you become a better person. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of moving forward, uh, what, what's kind of next for you? Like, uh, just, you know, do you have any, any plans, anything that's coming up that, that you're excited about? Yeah, so this year I will be finally taking the leap and doing public speaking. Okay. It's been something I've talked about for years, you know, and one of the best and worst things washing, like moving out to the West Coast and then trying so much is I got around a lot of people who probably did in their own right have it figured out, but like didn't have it figured out in, in my like stance of things. But mm-hmm. I let, I let their definitions like be my definitions for a while. And, you know, I, I shared my dream with a lot of people and it's not that they were negative about it, but I, I, I think the reason I've gotten as far as I have is because I'm far more unrealistic than most people, which allows <laughs> me to take those chances that I have and yeah. after things. And, you know, I think part of it was wanting to learn and respect others and, you know, thinking that, oh, well, this person's an adult. They must have it figured out. What am I trying to do? Um, you know, and so I kind of let that be let that be my definition instead of like, I just want to be out there. So you know, kind of putting those shackles down and yeah, you know, just like public speaking, doing a lot of, a lot of the things that we've talked about. Like I, I kind of want to specialize in that middle school to high school area just because Mm -hmm. again, those are the kids that understand like that they have to work hard for things, but they might be in the same mode. I was like, I was a hard worker in high school, but I didn't know like why, you know what I mean? I think it was just like inherently good to work hard, but nobody nobody came in and told me like hey you know like try to create your own world you know I think that's something that I really want to help kids understand is that like yeah you have to follow the rules it's not like you can be a megalomaniac and like make your own (laughs) rules up but you (laughs) can create your own world you know and you can do the things especially in the era we live in where man if you're passionate about freaking Furbies you know like go talk about them yeah you know, or if you're passionate about architecture go go full into that um at least to the point where you realize it either is something that's going to grip you or not but man I just wish I would have taken more chances when I was young I wish I would have understood like how um how low impact the quote-unquote negative side of those um chances would have been you know because that's fear holds us back but when you're younger, like you don't have the family, you don't have the bills, like you don't have all this stuff that holds you back. So I think that's like the best time to fail and 
it's probably the time in our life where we're most self-conscious and not wanting to fail. So if I can help kids understand that or just people in general, right? But that's kind of um, this year is my big thing to, to do some public speaking. That's so awesome, man. Like, yeah, I love that. I love that so much because, yeah, I, I feel that too. Like I, you're, you're hitting on so many points that like I, I've gone through those feelings the same way, just like, like kind of looking back and like, God dang it. Like, why, why was I so self-conscious? Why was I so like wanting to be in this box? And now like, and now I look back on it and I'm a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, like I've, I've kind of learned to use those disappointments as a, they're my motivators. Like number one, they're my motivators. Like I don't believe if I would have accomplished or done some of the things that I wanted to during my competitive career, that I'd be as passionate, as passionate about coaching um, and, and helping kids develop as I am now, but Mm. also just like, just now, just, you know, wanting kids like i said earlier it, to to realize those things at an earlier age and i think that's you know you going back and speaking to people about that is going to do the same thing and i think that's so that's so needed right now is to you know cuz kids kids nowadays and this is kind of you know they're growing up so fast right, right? and they yep. have everything but at, at the same time they're growing up really fast but they're dumber than ever, I would say, right? Like they, yeah. they, they don't, they, it's, it's so, everything is so easy and so accessible that there's never really a point to, to have to struggle through things or have to, to get out of their comfort zone. They can always kind of maneuver their path in, in the least resistance um, that they can't, that they need. And, and, you know, making people realize that, you know, Friction creates fire and, you know, going down paths that, that are a little uncomfortable and out of, out of your reach a little bit. And, and like you said, being a little bit freaking unrealistic. Like, I think that is, I think that is something that more people need in their life, right? Like not so in the, in, in where it ruins your life or something, but being unrealistic is, is, I think it's a valuable asset to have because you're going to push the limits and, and, And it's going to lead you either to fail or it's going to lead you down a path that that's going to connect you to something else. And and you don't you don't get that by being realistic. No, I mean, Walt Disney was bankrupt, was, you know, drawing stuff in his garage and like just the his dream. You know, if, if anybody out there wants to look a little bit up of that, like it took Walt Disney years, decades to crack that nut. But like, look what it led to. And it was because. He knew like what was in his heart was animating and bringing these experiences to people. And like, yeah, how realistic is that when you're facing bankruptcy to keep drawing? Yeah, you know I mean? so yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like what you hit on, too, where, yeah, I think it's great. And I, and I you know, people like me are kind of to blame for, um, you know, things being easier and easier because of the technical <laughs> yeah. revolutions. Um, and so. That's the thing. I think people are always on this search for like knowledge, which like, you know, you hear the quote, like knowledge is power. I think that's half right. I think applied knowledge is true power. Sure. Because like, if you just have stuff again, 
And that's the thing, like, well, should we keep teaching history, all this stuff? You know, like, yeah, because we need to know how to apply those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. the stories are so old now. And, you know, it's weird because as history gets learned more about, we uncover what what are half-truths within, within that. Sit around and look on, you know, scroll on Instagram all day anyway. So I think it's looking for ways to apply that and, and casting out a vision where, you're 25 years down the road. What have you done with the stuff you know now? Or what have you pursued that's going to make you into somebody of more value? So. Dude. Yes. Amen. I love it. That's, that's, yep. That's spot on. And something that yeah, I think that, that once, you know, once, once we can convey it, like it's just going to be, you know, and you're going to see more people doing it, right? Like uh-huh. these things, these things go in waves and, and you know it's going to come back around and and we're going to see it take off and and i want i want to be on the forefront of it with with people like you man absolutely i appreciate that awesome man do you anything else uh before i let you go to work oh man it's like if this is my message to the people it's it's yeah like we've been hitting on to to be unrealistic you know i if I wouldn't have had the dreams I did and they were very vague dreams, right. You know, and that's, that's something too. That's a whole nother episode on, on getting clarity on your dreams. Um, But I, but I do believe that just, if you're in a rut, cast out a generality that puts you somewhere vastly different, you know, Mm -hmm. like gotta, cause you can't be like, well, this year I'm making 25,000 next year. I want to make 27,000. Like, that's not big enough. Like that's right. not gonna, that's not going to inspire you to any action, and it's not going to put you in situations that make you uncomfortable to grow. So, I would say to yeah, again, have have the knowledge of your vision, and then start applying everything you can to get to that. And then, like we said, it, it'll probably lead you down a much different path, but probably one you were actually meant to be on in the first place. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's awesome, man. I, I appreciate you jumping on here and yeah. uh, talking. This was this was a blast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. This was fun. No problem. Hey, is there a, do you have uh, any uh, social media or anything that you want people to follow or maybe uh, um, your business um, for them to look up for their what your website? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, if, if you're a business owner and you're looking to get more customer feedback and truly talk with your customers, not just view them as peop, uh, numbers, you know, gatherup.com, great service. Um, my website will be coming soon. I'm sure we can edit show notes down the road. Yep. Uh, social media, Facebook, Gatlin A.R. Johnson. Uh, Instagram, I believe, is just Gatlin Johnson. So look me up. I'm the really good-looking dude in that profile picture. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, many thanks, brother. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I can't wait to see where you're at in, you know, a year five years with this as well so you too man you too and we're not too far away man we got to catch up sometime soon absolutely yeah let, i'll i'll let you know when we're heading down to cali this year and, and we can probably swoop through nevada on our way up awesome let's do it have a great christmas man happy holidays same to you thanks josh yep bye all right later